Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 77. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I am here today once again with senior reporter Michael Heller. Mike, welcome. Howdy, howdy. Mike is stepping in again for the usual co-host, site editor Peter Lotion, who's taking the afternoon off. Mike, we are going to talk about a very sensitive topic, voting machine security and voting machine hacking, which you have written a fair amount about and uh, covered a fair amount in the past few months, dating back to the summer with uh, DEF CON. And I guess DEF CON, the organizers of DEF CON, uh, just this week came out with a new report about voting machine security. Yeah, the report essentially uh, reiterated a lot of you know what they did at the conference, um, gave a lot more details on the, the the hacks that they did and what exactly you know was was wrong with the security with the machines that they were dealing with. Uh, it also you know it it read a lot like a guide to debunking all of the claims that you'll normally hear from people trying to say that voting machines are secure. You know, they they always say they're not connected to the internet, they're decentralized, they're, you know, all of these all of these arguments and uh, DEF CON's like, you know, we, we hacked it. It didn't take a lot. Right. We, you know. Yeah, I remember from your coverage of DEF CON back in August. August, right? Or was it late July? Uh, late July. Okay. You know, in the voting village, DEF CON voting village, they had a bunch of systems there and they, they, they went to work on them and, and you know, uh, under an hour or two, these machines, some of them were, uh, yeah. were breached. The so. first one was breached in, I believe, 45 minutes and uh, then all, I think they had about 12 machines and none of them made it through the three days. And there's some, the, the report says that it was pretty bad in a lot of ways. Like one of the first machine that they broke, it didn't take long because it used simple passwords like admin or A, B, C, D, E. It's great. Not great. <laughs> That's uh, great. I'm laughing, but it's only to keep from crying. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. yeah, so the, the, so you wrote about all of the, the issues around these machines that were sort of demonstrated uh, at the event in Las Vegas. So this report comes out. And I was really so I was reading your coverage. I, I read the I read the report too. I was struck by it wasn't it wasn't alarmist, but it was pretty urgent. So there was a, a Douglas Lute, mm -hmm. the former U.S. ambassador to NATO, retired U U.S. Army lieutenant general, had some very like serious words about this threat. I mean, it's nothing that we don't already know, but I guess it was. It was interesting to me that that they had someone like that saying what he said, which was, I thought, pretty. Yeah, most of the guys from DEF CON, you know, they, they just say, we're hackers, we're just showing you what's possible. And Doug Lute, he comes out and he makes it very clear this is a national security issue. And during the, the press conference that they held on Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Um, he... He made it clear it was it's an international security threat. Yeah, I mean it's not just the U.S. that has to worry about its elections. It's every country that has democratic elections. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty serious. I mean he you you included a quote from the report from the the introduction that he wrote. 
and he said, he wrote, last year's attack on America's voting process, which I thought was interesting, by the way, as a quick aside, there's no sort of, well, maybe we were hacked, maybe we weren't, no, he's, he's, yes, the voting process was, you know, the election systems, whether votes were changed or not, he's saying there was an attack. So I thought that was noteworthy. Last year's attack on the Ameri- on America's voting process is as serious a threat to our democracy as any I have ever seen in the last 40 plus years, potentially more serious than any physical attack on our nation. I thought that was, yeah. that, that was serious. Uh, so, and, and I, the report, so there's a number of folks, it's not just, you know, uh, DEF CON organizer, Jeff Moss, it's Matt Blaze, University of Pennsylvania, uh, uh, Jake Braun, University of Chicago. There's a lot of like, it, you know, names here that we've seen before that have written about this stuff, that have done, um, that have, have uh, done research into uh, uh, voting machine vulnerabilities and overall security and, and what can be done to these things. And uh, definitely some, some credibility there, but in addition to sort of the findings of the report, they also, if I remember correctly, they also, uh, they offered to do free pen testing? Uh, not exactly free, it's more of a trade. <laughs> so it's more, you give us access to your voting systems and let us right. you know, do the research and we'll tell you what's, what's insecure and we'll give you advice on how to fix it. And, and this is key because is that this came up during um, DEFCON, uh, if memory serves. It's very hard to get their hands on some of these machines. Yeah. It, the it, newer ones, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that has been one of the issues that uh, Jeff Moss has talked about a lot is and going into this past DEFCON, they had to get everything secondhand. They bought it off of eBay, and yeah. they couldn't get certain things like the, the back-end systems but now they're trying to now that they've shown that these things are easily hackable they're trying to you know reach out to election officials and the companies that make the the machines and get more access to updated systems and full systems full network setups and everything so that they can attack the entire stack top to bottom yeah that's and, and that, that's also noteworthy, I think, because so I read that and I thought, well, that's newsworthy. That's that's important because we definitely need these things pen tested. We need to know how vulnerable they are. But at the same time, immediately after that thought, as I'm sitting in the office and we're conversing about this over Slack, I remembered that there was numerous reports. I mean, a dozen states, maybe more uh, experienced intrusions or attempted intrusions on their uh, election systems, their, their voter databases uh, over, uh, over the summer and into the fall during election season last year. And the Department of Homeland Security, I'm no fan of, but they, are, they, they got wind of this and they said, oh, we'll, we'll come in and we'll do an assessment. We'll help you shore up defenses. We'll, we'll take a look at it. And they, I don't, did any state take I, I don't think they. Yeah. I don't think a single state took DHS up on that offer. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I don't remember hearing about anybody taking up that offer. Maybe the idea here is that 
if they don't trust the government, they'll trust hackers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's unusual because I, okay, so again, the the names on that list of of co-authors, these these people are subject matter experts. They're they're reputable. They're not they're not criminal hackers or they're not they're not shady hackers they're not i mean these are these are university affiliated technical experts yeah they know this technology you would think that they would be seen as a little bit i don't know safer but i i wonder if anyone's actually going to 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 take them up on this and another complicating factor was the, the fact that and i I've, I've lost track of how many states i know it's georgia indiana and idaho maybe others that accused DHS of trying to gain access to their election databases, their voter databases, of saying we detected intrusions, attempted intrusions from DHS. We didn't give them access to do this. It sounds like, and again, this is this is an ongoing controversy. It sounds like DHS was like, well, if they're not going to invite us in, we'll just do a <laughs> remote pen test and see if and see how badly these uh, these states are when it comes to guarding their election systems. I don't I don't think you're supposed to do that, but then again, I don't know what the repercussions would be if you're DHS or any other part of the federal government. But that obviously complicates factors too. Um, and it's yeah, I I don't. Are you? Do you think that any states or any manufacturers or localities, cities, whatever, are going to say yes? We're we're going to we're going to take Dep- Depcon up on this offer. We'll give them one of our systems just to see, and you know, I'm I'm not terribly optimistic about that. But you can see that Defcon is they're they're taking the long view of this. Yeah, they've aligned themselves with uh, the Atlantic Council. They're working with the Center for Internet Security. Yep. They have said they're reaching out to DHS, the Election Assistance Commission. They're they're going to all of these different organizations trying to build relationships and maybe if a local government doesn't necessarily want DHS to come in, maybe they trust yeah. some one of those other organizations and yeah. if DEFCON's working with them that li- that lends credibility and I'm Defcon made it clear they're they're not going to stop. Yeah. They're going to keep doing this year after year. And they should God bless them. Kudos to them. I, and and we I should point out that so the states turned down DHS and I, I guess I don't necessarily blame them, but it's not that's not out of character. Like a lot of organizations whether public or private I hear all the time about private companies they get hit with ransomware, there was intrusion and they don't they don't call you know the FBI and, and let them go waltzing into their network to start reviewing it uh, and, you know has been pointed out numerous times that when the DNC was hacked they didn't let the FBI inspect their servers I mean everyone knows that now but it's it's actually not that unusual to sort of turn down government uh, a government yeah. offer to come in and, and start peering around your network because you just don't know what they're going to find and then and then harp on or whatever yeah. and that that same idea extends to everybody I yeah mean, that, that's a- exactly absolutely. that's exactly what jeff moss said during the press press conference you know he said that 
there's been the same sort of pushback from medical device companies, yep. the car uh, companies, yep. banks. Nobody wants to let anybody in to do this sort of pen testing because they don't want to be shown to be vulnerable. But yeah, of course, if they don't do that, then they're going to get hacked. Yeah. Was there was there anything in the report or in your discussions with uh, people about this subject that that kind of surprised you? That not, not surprised, but that stood out to you that you hadn't considered when it comes to this this topic. I guess I was um, I was surprised at how how they they understand that this is not an issue that we should worry about every four years for a presidential election. Yeah. They're they're moving to to get certain things in place. The you know the the Center for Internet Security is working on you know just basic best practices for election systems, and they want to get that done by the end of this year, so that it can be ready for the midterm elections next year. Yeah, because you know they know that it, that's every coming. all yeah. the the press may be about the the presidential election, but state and local elections yep. arguably have a much bigger impact on the country yeah and they want to make sure that everything is secure even if the voter turnout is far lower in midterms right that that's encouraging to hear that w one of the things that stood out to me reading through the report was and I, I this isn't it's not a surprise but it's something I kind of lost sight of because I just assumed that well these these uh these voting machines, they're, you know, they're probably running outdated software. They're just probably vulnerable to a whole host of things because they were poorly designed. But I hadn't considered, and the report points this uh, points this out, that a lot of them are made with, uh, what do they, what, how do they fall, uh, term this? They they say foreign manufactured internal parts. Hmm. So you know, hardware from China and other countries, and and they're basically outlining how this could introduce sort of supply chain security issues that, you know, you have to do a real deep, deep dive on these machines to make sure that they are, they're secure, that they're not, there's no, there's no sort of hardware embedded back doors or what have you. And I thought that was, that was interesting. I, I had kind of forgotten about that angle. Um, and it made me even more paranoid. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, when I when I spoke to Jake Braun at uh, at DefCon, he mentioned how just the the chain of custody with these machines is not terribly secure. Yeah. But in this report, they definitely went in strong with the supply chain side of it because they they even made the claim that it's very possible with a supply chain attack that a nation state like Russia could embed malware, which could be remotely uh, triggered. Yep. and you know, then you're in. Then, then it's it's all over. Yeah, it's, it's that's they can really they can bad. do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you mentioned the midterm elections. We're about a year away from from those elections, 2018. Progress. Do you think we're making it? Do you think we're we're going to get to a point over the next year where we can be? reasonably confident that at least uh, organizations, state, local, federal, private companies, d 
doing the security assessments on these or, or trying to ensure the security of these machines know what the task is, know the hill that they have to climb and are at least making some progress or are you going to be a pessimist like me, Mike? I don't want to be a pessimist, <laughs> but that's not to say that I'm optimistic either. Um, I know th there's just not a lot of time before the 2018 yeah, uh, elections. You know, as I said, CIS is planning to have these best practices out by the end of the year. The Election Assistance uh, Commission is also working on their own set of best practices that CIS uh, wants to sort of complement. But getting those to all the local officials and having them actually implement whatever those changes are before next year, they're I mean, there should be some some improvement. At, yeah. at the very least, you know, these organizations doing these things should make local officials more aware that there is something that they need to worry about. And maybe if they don't get things done by the next election, they at least know what they have to do. And guess we can hope for 2020 maybe maybe it's I, I i do not to to get political i do wonder though how much if 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 there's one side of of the political spectrum that feels like they've actually been helped by some of the things that have gone on like what's the i am not saying that they want i'm not saying republicans or the gop wants uh, 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 elections to be hacked but i'm i'm wondering like how urgent are we going to see a congressional committee step forward in the next you know few months and say this is we've got a task force we're going to call these manufacturers to capitol hill we're going to grill them on this stuff we want to we want an action plan in, in place we have a cybersecurity order from the president that gave us 90 days to do all these security assessments we haven't seen those security assessments one thing that was missing from that report was I believe the the integrity of our election systems it would be nice to see something like that in congress and because i feel like that is probably the only way we're really going to see significant progress between between now and and next november so under normal circumstances i would i would like to believe that you know congress wants to ensure the integrity of elections I don't know what I can reasonably expect from what we've got going right now in in government. I think yeah. I think Jake Braun might have been right when I when I spoke to him back at DEFCON when he said that this is the sort of thing that needs to start from the state level yeah. and work its way up. the The state governors and the the local officials need to start the work and once there's more of a groundswell then congress will have to step in and do something yeah i think you're right okay well not totally pessimistic but not very optimistic either i think we've reached a good middle ground on that mike thanks for coming here and discussing the latest on voting machine hacking and what defcon is up to appreciate it 
Always good to be here. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. We will see you next time.